0: Hey guys, it is so great to have you back. This is Kevin again, and uh, I want to take another short break. We've been going through Isaiah, but we want to divert from that for another episode because there's a passage of Scripture that's just been on my heart the last couple of weeks, and I want to share it with you, uh, mainly because I want to just drill it deeper into my own heart. You know, in my quest to become more like Jesus, it is so helpful for me just to sit and soak in short paragraphs the Gospels that give me a glimpse of who Jesus was and what empowered him and what motivated him and what uh, what was his secret to to ministry and uh, so in the in the book of Mark in the very first chapter uh, we get one of these stories and I'm sure it's familiar to you but uh, if you're like me this is one that you need to be reminded of again and again so I invite you to turn to Mark chapter one, and we're going to start in verse 35. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark. Okay, stop there. Before we get into the rest of this paragraph, I want to point out a couple things about this line. Okay, this seems kind of like uh, a throwaway um, you know, uh, phrase and whenever you're doing inductive Bible study and you come across a phrase that just looks like it doesn't really doing anything you have to stop and say wait a second Mark has a very short gospel every phrase every word counted in his in his book and so this was not a throwaway phrase what was the purpose of this phrase very early in the morning while it was still dark why did he feel like he had to tell us the time of day so specifically I think there's two answers to that. The first one is that this ties uh, uh, the story that we're looking at with the previous paragraph, which started in verse 32, which also happened to start with a phrase describing the time of day. (coughs) So let's back up and get the context. Verse 32 said, That evening, the day before, that evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed, and the whole town gathered at the door. So this is saying that Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry, had this Eventful day. He had just finished preaching at uh, the synagogue. He had just invited a few people to become his very first disciples. And uh, now he has launched his ministry, so to speak, with, in a very powerful, uh, impactful way. So powerful that the entire town heard about it and they all clustered around the door of the house where he was staying. It was Peter's house. And it says, The whole town in verse 33 gathered at the door. And Jesus healed many who had various diseases and he drove out many demons but he wouldn't let the demons speak because they knew who he was so you've got to get the picture in your mind that there is this initial one of the very first you know explosive events in Jesus life where he's just healing dozens maybe even hundreds of people and Mark wanted to point out that this happened after sunset. So this is late at night. The the idea here is that, if I understand, is that Jesus was up late doing ministry. I'm sure he went to bed exhausted after embracing and helping and healing so many people. Nevertheless, the next day, the very next morning, it says very early in the morning, while it was still dark. The point is that Despite the fact that Jesus was exhausted from ministry, there was something in his life that was more important than sleep. And that is what I want to get to. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Guys, I want to encourage you to read that verse over and over in a couple different translations if you have them available. This is so important to get a hold of. Here's another version. Now, in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. (sighs) Guys, why did Jesus need to do this? What was he thinking? He's exhausted. He needs his sleep. He is a man, physical man, who was, who was worn out from a night of intense, selfless ministry. But he had something in his life that he wanted so important to him that he got up in the morning while it was still dark. And he left the house because he wanted to find a lonely place, a solitary place Place where nobody else would be around, where he could pray. Guys, do you have a place like that? Do you have a place where you can go away and talk out loud and nobody else is going to hear you? Jesus, why did you need a place like that? Why did you need to pray? Jesus is God. Why did he have to pray? I think the answer to that is that he didn't have to. He just really, really wanted to. He wanted to be near his father. He was desperately in need of connection with his father. One-on-one, before the day officially begins, while everyone else is still sleeping, he wanted to connect with his heavenly father. Guys, that is... That I just want so much for that to be that desire to be cultivated in my life. I want to wake up every morning with just an eager desire to connect with my Father. You know, I think it's an amazing thing when the when the disciples, who um, in a minute are going to interrupt him and they are going to catch him praying, Um, not long later they are going to ask him. They're going to see a secret in him's life, and they're going to say, Jesus, will you teach us how to pray? And at that moment, he's going to invite them to say some amazing words. He's going to say, when you pray, young men, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father. In other words, he is inviting us into the same intimacy with his own Father. As he has, it's like if you went over to your friend's house and uh, you notice that your friend and, and your friend's dad have just a really neat relationship, and um, and and you and you just you're jealous maybe of the how close uh, your friend is with his dad, and then your friend says, you know what, come on in, my dad will treat you like his own son. You can, in fact, you can even call him dad if you want to. That's a a weak analogy, I suppose. But the point is that that's what Jesus is doing. He's inviting us into his own relationship with his father and saying, when you pray, you too can have this intimacy with a father. You can have um, uh, just a connection with him. And it's a connection that once you taste it, you will be so thirsty for more that you will wake up early in the morning if you have to, just to get alone so that nobody else distracts you so that you can be alone with the Father. Sometimes, even at work, guys, I have to confess that there's days where I just get so stressed out that I just feel the craving need for that connection. And I'm so thankful that there's a um, couple offices in my building that are uh, um, empty, unoccupied. So I find those offices and I close the door and I leave the lights off and I get on my knees and I say, Father, my Father, I need you. I, I think that that's the picture of what Jesus is doing. He's just reconnecting with his Father. And um, sometimes my prayers... Uh, I'll be honest, are self-absorbed. They are, you know, uh, selfish. I'm looking at me. I'm looking at my problems. I don't think that's what Jesus is doing here. He's connecting with a sincere, earnest, holy devotion to his dad, to his Abba. And he's interceding and he is uh, just enjoying his relationship and he is just connecting. Now, what did this do for Jesus? And this is the second thing I want to, uh, second point I want to make about this passage because I think this is so, so key in Jesus's life. What was the result of this intimacy that Jesus had with his Father? We see it in the next, uh, in the next paragraph or in the next few lines, verse thirty-six. While he was praying, Simon, who was Peter, and his companions went looking for him, and when they found him, they said. Hey Jesus, everyone's looking for you. They <laughs> interrupted his prayers to tell him, "Jesus, dude, last night was awesome. It was amazing and everybody is still talking about it, and we all they're all looking for you because they want to see more. They want to have more of this. Jesus, you are so cool. Come on, what have you been doing out here? Jesus, everyone is looking for you." Now, I think about that and I think if <laughs> If somebody came and said something like that to me, what would it do for me? Well, I got to be honest with you. It would validate me, right? It would it would give me that um, that final proof that I crave my whole life that I'm meaningful, that I'm valuable, that I'm significant, that I'm worth something, right? Hey, everybody's looking for you. They want you to be involved in this more ministry. Come on, your ministry is awesome. Let's let's hear more of it. I just, I'll be honest, guys. Um, I would not respond well to that. I know it would go straight to my head, but not to Jesus's. Jesus didn't respond like that. In fact, instead, Jesus responded in a way that just blows me away. Jesus replies, Oh, is that right? Well, then let's go somewhere else. Everyone's looking for me. Everyone wants to have me around. Everybody wants to invite me to their party. Okay, let's go somewhere else. He says, let's go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also, because that is why I have come. And so he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. You see, Jesus, in that time of prayer with his father, something got resolved in his heart he found his purpose. When he was on his knees in the presence of his father, he found the purpose why he was here. He says, this is the purpose that I have come so that I can preach to everyone. Not so I can stay here and be popular and and be surrounded by adoring crowds. My job is to plant seeds and then go and plant other seeds and go around to the, all the villages right i'm not here to i'm not here to feed my own, my own ego i already received everything i need from the father and so without hesitation jesus was able to proclaim my purpose has nothing to do with popularity guys Do you know what your purpose is? The clues to what your purpose is will be given to you when you go alone to lonely places and seek the Father. And if you don't, you're going to end up like me, seeking your purpose and all sorts of things that will never give you meaning or value or worth or fulfillment. So guys... I just want to encourage you today to cultivate that hunger once again. If Jesus needed it, (laughs) I need it so much more, and so do you. Lord Jesus, thank you for setting an example. We want to learn how to pray from you. We want to learn what it was like um, for you to be hungry uh, hungry to see your Father. See what your father was up to so that you could follow in his footsteps. Father God, I want to have this type of hunger. I want to a type of hunger so that tomorrow morning, the very first thing I want to do when I wake up is not go and check my email or read the paper or get breakfast, but just go and find a lonely place where I can pray, where I can seek you where I can connect with you once again, and where I can find what my purpose for living is all about. I pray that these guys who are listening to me today, that they too would be challenged and encouraged to hear your voice to them every single morning, to be disciplined, to find that place where they connect with their Father. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you for inviting us into that relationship. We come We come to the throne of grace with boldness because you have invited us to the center of the universe. We love you, Father. Amen.